and we're live hi guys welcome to the episode of the new sports podcast i'm your host david and good morning um from this end the second time in the week i'm talking about football and sports in general so um so this episode um yeah sports are back to winning ways um after quite a very unfortunate um result or well-deserved beating on on new year's day at the hands of um aston villa um <coughs> excuse me sorry um, Liverpool losing to to Brentford, Man United beating Bournemouth 3-0, Man City joining against Everton, Arsenal joining against Newcastle, which is very quite interesting results. Um, yeah, then without further ado, obviously as I keep talking, um, other, um, talk about the Premier League results as I keep um, talking to this episode. But to this episode, I'm going to be focusing obviously a lot more on Spurs, and um, the rest will be more like an afterthought. Without further ado, let's delve into this episode. Okay, so um, let's start. I think it's it's refreshing to watch a Spurs game where um, Spurs didn't go down a goal first, go a goal down first. It's very very cool and very. It's been like a, this is the first time in a long time I'm actually watching Spurs not concede the first goal, right? I think the Everton game was probably the last one I remember in October where they didn't concede they scored first. So it's it's kind of it's refreshing and um, very very cool cool to you know to be in that kind of situation. With that being said, um, now the lineup yesterday, um, the first half wasn't really as good. I think the second half was supposed came to life. But with Kulusevski being out for the second game in a row, and this is the thing that I find amusing, you know, our world class medical team, for some odd reason, players get to be injured. When they get injured, let's say they get a small problem. Before you know it, it extends and becomes unusually long. It's very surprising. It's a similar thing that happened with Oliver Skip. I mean, look at Ben Tanko, right? Returned from the World Cup, right? Said he will recover before um, he recovered, and then he should be ready for the game against Aston Villa on New Year's Day. Turns out, um, turns out, well, he's still injured. Nobody knows when he's returning. This is the same medical team, right? And now the same thing is happening with Kulusevski. It's like there's no consistency in their reporting on, you know, if players are available or if players are not available. And that's where I have an issue with the. The medical team, but that being said, that's not really So, but yes, Brian Hill had, has been playing in that position, playing in that position already. Sorry, playing in that position while uh, Kulusevski has been out. Now, B- Brian Hill played quite well in the second half. I think we've seen glimpses from Brian Hill. It's just you know, I think a lot of the time his weight tends to work against him. He's very, he's lightweight, and then he's somebody who can easily muscle up the ball. But, but one thing about me is I've never really one thing I've always said is when when I say he should buff up maybe like build upper body strength it's not, it doesn't it has a lot more I don't think he should turn into a Demacharri I mean there are players who are like that who have that kind of frame but they are still good Bernardo Silva who's who can't compare them who can't compare him to Brian Hill to um, there was David Silva so you know these are players who have that frame not muscular but they are they they have they're quite good enough to still be able to play in the Premier League. The ability was able to see them through and it's not really about their frame or anything. So I think yeah, Brian Hill maybe may have to work on his own position, but that's that that's just maybe that's, that's not much. That doesn't look like an issue. But I still think he has the ability. He has the ability and he has to work on it. But someone like that needs regular game time. So maybe loans, maybe playing time and all that but if it's Kulusevski out now, I don't know if he is now. He's been thrown into the into the sea to to swim. 
you know we have to ask questions right is he can he do it and can he do it can he really deliver right now we'll see but yesterday he did um providing his first assist and he was involved in the other t- in two goals he was involved in the one that son scored son finally scoring in his second game of the season which is his fourth goal of the season um funny thing is son may end up scoring 10 league goals that's a funny thing <laughs> yeah because he may end up scoring 10 league goals <laughs> that being said you know so son scored did miss a one-on-one though then don't hit his sword so kane scores too now the Brian Hill assist, I think that goal had a lot more to do with Kane than Brian Hill. Although it was a good pass from Hill though. Played played it um there were two Palace players, right? Played it straight through them or in between them. They could have cut it out, but it got to Kane. So it was a good pass, and then Kane put in a very good finish to make it 2-0. And then 3-0 Doherty, 4-0 Son. I think that's the result of killed the game. I want to say something also. 20 minutes to go, I think Sar Papa Matasa came on from Oliver Oliver Skip. And then um, it was he, he had a very good cameo. He had a really good cameo. I, I think his passes were really good. And, and I, as it stands, I'll probably play my head of skip. It's really when you look at how the first half went. I think I don't know if it's if it has a lot more to do with skip and Hoybeer being quite quite too too um, um similar. If that is if that's the right way to put it. I know Do- um Hoybeer plays differently for Denmark, but from what I saw, especially in the first half, and what, what was shown in the first half, and the way they performed as a duo, sort of looked like that sometimes. It just wasn't doing doing enough. But that being said, I'd like to see um, um, Pavel Matasa instead. And the funny thing is, it may end up being Sa and and um, Ben People are talking, making shouts for that, but we'll see how that goes. But I think if if someone like Sa and Brian Hill can actually do their thing, you know, in the sense that they can actually fill in the positions properly, where the club the owners will be like wait a minute where Conte will be like wait a minute i think we may probably not need at the moment or we're gonna sign anyways but with what we have right now i think we're fine we'll have enough to be able to i think these guys will be ready very soon a lot sooner than you think i think we you know if if we look at that i think it can it can it can be said then sports probably say okay fine we're gonna spend a lot more defense because now the excuse of oh attackers 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 um, not enough money to spend on defenders. I think you can just throw that money into the defense right now if these two guys can actually step up. Because if you dip it in the midfield, Spurs' biggest problems ha- has a lot more to do with defense, the defending, and not really um, and the mid, not really much of the midfield per se. I think the midfield personnel. If you think, if you think about it, when you go through Benton, Core, Hoybier, Bissouma, I know Bissouma hasn't looked. You know the part so far but you know very well that it's very likely he would come in a lot of sports problems have come from the defense if you dip it you know um if it's not dyer's position it's sometimes davis's position davis's position sometimes you're switching off like he did last night last yesterday he switched off in some moment there was even the, the chance where there was a, there was a deep cross so he was able to deal with it and then he was watching it and then uh was it ayu or, or mateta that came in later and headed the ball so it's it's what you this is some of the problems sports have with defending and that and i think as well sports need to pull a lot of their investments in i know i know maybe listen if even this sports don't really sign midfielders in this window right even if they don't sign that maybe i'm obviously i want an attacker but heavily in defense and wing what i mean if i'm including the wing backs in in the equation right the wing backs the defense that's where sports really need to pour a lot of their money into because if you look look at the goals they've been and again also i know doherty played well yesterday um emerson royal came on later to remind us why we don't like him 
you know, there are moments where he won't even dribble himself. <laughs> it, was, it was quite funny. I think the Palace fans were even applauding when he was with the ball. That tells you a lot, right? And I hope he gets so this January. I really do. And again, this turns back to the point we, we we're making again. Can Spurs sell? Because I, I spoke about in the last the last episode. Yes, it's wanted to take a loss, but you take a hit. So that also for the players to be wanted. A lot of Spurs players tend not to be wanted, right? So if you look at now, I hated Kyle Norton back in. Obviously, hate is a very strong word, but I didn't like Kyle Norton. This is like back in 2014. Whenever I watched Spurs play, and I saw Kyle Norton starting. I was like, oh my goodness. But I've managed to see a player that's worse than Kyle Norton, and that's Emerson Royal. It's it's crazy, right? I never thought I would ever see it. I mean, I thought I was freed from the shackles, from the stress, and from the pain of watching Kyle Norton. And and now Emerson, listen, Sergio right? He had probably the problem with Sergio had a lot more to do with his defending and his brain farts, where he would defend and he would commit stupid tacks, stupid tackles, stupid fouls, really giving away penalties. I know two penalties off the top of my head, the game against Leicester and the game against Liverpool. Commit, you know, basically that, that is uh, basically um, Sergio Rie in a nutshell, right? But offensively, he had a good cross and he could score. So, you know, Rie had something he brought to the table offensively. I still do not know what Royal brings to the table. I really don't. <laughs> he's not very fast. Defensively, he's very average. I mean, you think that's probably his strength, but he's very average. So what exactly is his strength? I think Emerson Royal would be very good for a team like Crystal Palace. That's probably his level. That's most likely his level. That is his level actually, you know. But anyways, I think overall, um, the second half especially was a good performance. But this one thing I want to really say, I, I really don't want sports fans to go around thinking that because sports won, every single, oh, we're no longer any cat, we're no longer living out. It is not, it is not a... It's not dependent on a game. It's not dependent on the performance. Listen, when a lot of fans like me who have been in out and leaving out for quite a very long time now, it's it's not because of the games. It's not because um, they lost to Aston Villa. It's not because they they lost not only derby last year or because they lost to che- they lost to they got knocked out of the League Cup. It's not because they lost to Chelsea last this time. Was it January last year? It's not because of all those results. It's not because of that. It's not because of the poor win. Obviously, poor win was obviously, but it's not recently. That's what I'm saying. It has been like a very long time coming. I've, I've been leaving out since 2020. Obviously, I was indifferent before then. My indifference had a lot more to do with me not, you know, me just trying to watch and see, right? But I was indifferent, but I leaned more towards leaving out, right? But, you know, I've been very, I'm, I'm still leaving out. Listen, and it doesn't, when you say we would be leaving out, it's not because of a game or a result. It's because we believe that they should be doing better. So because they won, it doesn't mean that oh everybody forget Levy is no longer Levy in now. And this is the thing about the fickle fickleness of the fan base. You know, all it takes is one result, one win, and then everything comes to normal. And then you start seeing the same role, rolling. And there's something somebody says something about toxic positivity, right? Where it's like you know, fans who are ultra positive, they come out and try and you know, they they try and you know go at anyone who who isn't sharing the same positivity with them. Where I personally I call it delusion. It's a thin line between that kind of positivity and delusion. You know, they go at anybody angrily who doesn't share that same level of delusion as them. And you know, and that for me is what, what we, we tend to to see a lot. And for me, I really, I really do not tolerate that. I mean, how many times did I get pushed back for basically rating the window five or five over ten? I was like, listen, I don't think the window should be over six over ten if 
if you know you you have some issues still, some players that should be should not be there, they are still there. Your winner should not be with more than six over ten. Five by five over ten is being is, is being generous. Five by five over ten is even still being generous, you know. But then again, that being said, back to the back to um, what I, what I was saying. So for me, I, I really I really think this fund should not really should not really reduce, reduce the pressure. I mean, the whole inical thing it should not be dependent on a loss. I've I've had the, this is my view, right? I really think that sports owners, the any any guys, they became the worst owners when Mike Ashley sold um, Newcastle. Listen, I used to think Mike Ashley was amongst all the owners in the Premier League, right? Mike Ashley was the worst. It was the worst amongst all of them. A lot of Newcastle fans would even confirm this. Danny Levy, Inik, I think they were the worst. Second, they were the second worst amongst all the other teams. But this is the problem. I think the Mike Ashley thing sort of overshadowed it. So a lot of sports fans never really understood what a lot of fans were saying. Since I think now everybody's beginning to see it. It is the the fact that you have a chance to push on. This is a window. This is how many. This is the fourth or the fifth of the month. Fifth, fifth of the month, right? <laughs> Already, I know people will say, "Oh, the window is not that deep here. It's still very early days." Well, Liverpool have signed Cody Gakpo already. I know yes, they lost to Brentford. That's a whole different debate for another day. Sorry for another period of time in this pod. Sorry in this pod. Right, but the point is they've they've proactive, they're proactive and they've moved. Arsenal are trying to sign Modric, um, which that dinam that um, Ukrainian winger, right? I'll talk about that in, in a jiffy. They're trying to sign that guy already, right? They already told the league they are trying to strengthen strengthen their position, strengthen their position of strength, right? Then you know if you look at all of this, and Chelsea are trying to sign Enzo Fernandez. My point is this. We're not seeing any links, nothing. And sports have bigger problems than those teams. We're not seeing links to any top defenders. Sports need listen, the wing back thing, eh? I can manage. I can manage. You know why I can manage? Because at least Doherty, even if he's not at the level most of us want him to be, at least he's a wing back by trade. And once in a while, he's obviously you can see that okay, he can play, right? So there are games where he will play well. Like yes, obviously he played well also in the second half. He scored. There are games also. I remember was it in this season also, right? The game against Everton, right? Also played well. So Doherty, you can see that there are games where he does bring his A game and he plays well. Perisic also, right? So I can manage those two positions. I think solid centre backs would make up for any defensive issues or whatever. Any issues those two guys will have. So if you have two solid centre backs. Play one, two, and since played around a left side center back with Romero as a back three, you would concede less chances, concede less goals, and then they will have a lot more um, focus, you know, going forward. And that for me is we have always. That's for me. It's very simple. Now we've not seen any links to this, any links in those two positions, which I think is positions of priority. I think are positions of priority. We've not seen any links, nothing, and that's exactly where I have an issue. So that's why a lot of people are in the couch. You're like. Time to, it's time to kick on. You've got the manager ready. Remember last episode I said you have to decide what you are. Are you? Do you want to be a club that, you know, you can't be the two. You have to choose one. It's not possible to be in the middle. Are you a club that builds players, builds young players, play a certain style of play, and then when they play, 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 and then they generate money and you sell and reinvest back in the squad? Is that what you want to be, or do you want to be the one who wants to win now? You go out there, get ready-made players, farm. But the other one wants to build up, build, build, build. You eventually win, but you know it takes time, and then you you invest back in the squad. The problem with sports is on that porch, they were doing that 
but they were, no, they were not selling at the right time and they were not reinvesting back into the, the team. So they would sell, or rather reinvest, they would just upgrade the second choice. That's why you see, um, obviously Trippier is playing well with Newcastle now, but when or re, when uh, Walker left, they just upgraded Trippier, right? Who was the second choice being Walker? Um, when Toby Adavered left, they just upgraded Eric Dyer. I'm sorry, when Vertonghen left, sorry, I mean Vertonghen left, they just upgraded um, Ben Davis to left them. So that's the eating with Spurs, right? So they don't really do these things. And that's my own. You can't, you can't be the, stay in the, you can't be the, any of the two. You can't be the two. You have to choose one. Be one and then just stick with, let's know this is what you are and then you just continue doing like that. Operate like that. And the funny thing is both methods do produce results. You know, depends on the results. Eventually, the thing is that if you want to win eventually, even if you are trying the, met, the method where you have to breed a team of young players and you grow together, you will still need to sign at least one top player to really come in and you know and that's exactly what i'm talking about so maybe you would have an a team of all proper young stars and all, like dortmund right although D- dortmund it was mostly they didn't really sign a lot of, it was mostly um love young stars and all that but still the point is you know, if, you, if that's what you if that's the model you're trying to operate at then you may need to eventually make some compromises and all that. but sports don't want to do like they still want to act like a big club but they don't want, they, they still want to put the image of the big club but they still don't want to act like one that's why the result doesn't change anything for me. It's a good win, and obviously the, the FA Cup game against Portsmouth at the weekend is important as Spurs win that game. But I'm saying that even if Spurs win this one, win that one, win the Northern Derby, it still should not reduce the inical chance. It should not reduce it. It should even remain. It's a way of saying we are putting pressure on you because you're making them feel like all they need is a good result and then they, they, they'll let us off the hook. And that for me is what I, I just 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 don't understand from this fan base. That being said, that's that's my my take on that and then let's talk about the arsenal newcastle game um th- this is one thing that i do do find amusing um a lot of football fans you know they, they, when you play against a certain team i've always i've always said this obviously i've always said this right when you play against a certain team and the team packs the bus you get upset oh why are they not playing football they're playing football packing the bus is playing football I stats came out yesterday, right? That the ball was only in play for for, for more than for for three minutes and some seconds. The ball was in play, so basically, the ball was in play for only one half. The remainder, remainder of the half, the ball had been Newcastle were really trying different tactics. You know, li- listen, you know, there are more than one ways to play football. I don't understand this this um, entitlement from a lot of football fans to play. This is something that Liverpool club was doing. Right, and I also find it absurd that Arsenal fans are the ones even saying this. When you won your FA Cup, playing like this, so you're not the person to even say this. You you won your FA Cup against um, Chelsea, sorry, against Man City and against Liverpool, and even in the league co- in the Community Shield. In that particular run, right, this is how you won your competition. Sorry, against Man City and Liverpool, sorry, these are two teams that they played that style against. And they were not successful against these two teams. So I don't understand where and how and why football fans are, why Arsenal fans are turning to this this um, group group where they say, oh, we play football. It's not. It, it's football. That is play like, as long as it's not illegal. It is football. In, in, I remember in the 90s, there was this offside rule. Arigosachi, Ismailas Arigosachi actually exploited that rule so long. Well, the offside rule in the 90s. If you watch a lot of AC Milan. AC Milan's team in the 90s, Arigosachi's, if, you, if, you're, if you're listening to this pod, um, go on YouTube, just try and search the offside, how they exploited the offside rule at that time, and then they changed the rule. 
it wasn't illegal. You're not going to red card him for that. But it's football. Asian FIFA comes out and says nobody should park the bus. But you can't do that. What you can do, you can incentivize teams to attack by what? By maybe saying that's why that's why time wasting, right? Time wasting is um, attracts a yellow card, right? That's why um, there's other time there is um, there are other things you can incentivize teams to attack. The offside rule also, right? So these are t- ways you incentivize teams to push up, right? To push up. Because if, if you stay back, you, you can't really be outside, right? But you have to push up. So incentivize team. This is the only way to incentivize teams to come out of their their area. So if you if people say despite all the incentives, they want to still stay back, why are you mad at them? You should be upset at your team for failing to break them down. And then again, I also watched I was watching uh, Gabriel Magali. This was quite embarrassing. I mean, listen, if you're a Premier League footballer, I don't think you should be doing something like that. I don't think you, I don't think you should, because um. Number one, there are many things you get away with as a footballer. So it's not even. It's, I find that no footballer, in my opinion, should be complaining about referees' um, injustice in quotes. None, because you all benefit from it, at least once in your career. You all benefit from it. You all do. Okay. No, I understand. When he, he tweeted that, oh, he tweeted about um, some guy felt should have been a foul, and then he put this emoji where he was putting his hand over his face, and then there was this. Um, a lot of persons were, and we, I even I referenced that that um, what about the game against Liverpool where he touched your hand in the penalty box? It wasn't given as a pen. Well, um, I think of, I think I have to, to to maybe accept that maybe I was wrong about that because I watched another video of it and it was a slower version where it was showed that he hit his chest before he hit his hand. So I think it makes a lot of sense why that wasn't given. But I also remember the game against Leeds also, right? Where he kicked out at somebody and it was changed to a red card. It was it was a red card at first. It's supposed to be a red card still. They, I think they re- rescinded it and then gave him a yellow instead. But he kicked out at the press. Probably should have been a red. So, the other game, as long as you are a footballer, even also, this is Gabriel, right? The game against the game between Arsenal and Swords, I remember Udigard pulling Son, didn't get a yellow card. So, if you think about it, there are games where referees are for you. So, you should not be complaining when it eventually goes against you. It is the way it works. And again, referees, and I will say this and I will say this again, I'm going to debate this with anybody. Who disagrees with me? Your reason for losing a game is not because of a referee. It has a lot more to do with you. Referees, in the games you win, referees make mistakes in the games you win, but you do not care about it because in your head, well, okay, I'll give you an example. 2013, Spurs against Sunderland. Spurs won that game 2 1, got 3 points, right? Jan Ventorgen takes the ball from his half, right? There was a break, the net, Sunderland goalkeeper pushed to the other side, the net was open. Ventongen gets the ball, was running out, he receives a pass, gets the ball, slots it into an empty net. He was ruled out as well. The goal was ruled out as offside. I think it was Chris Foy that was the referee at the time. Well, Ventongen couldn't be offside because he received the ball in his half. But the referee gave it as an offside. But you know why most people, most people never remember that result? Because Spurs won that game. Three points. A goal, 2-1 or 3-1. Except for good difference, that top four is that year. It was it was still a point, right? It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, as long as you do what you have to do on the pitch, those decisions will not care. It will not matter. Sports he got three points that day. Whether it was real or real, but we only have only criticized the referee. But most people don't remember it. A lot of sports fans remember it, but a lot of people don't remember it because it is that that proves my point. Listen, as long as you play well, do your thing, do what you have to do on the day. 
you shouldn't care and again as long as you i will say this again just stop complaining about how newcastle played or how they packed the balls play your game if you if you're okay if your style is superior play it and then you 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 see what you have to do anyway that being said so um we also want to talk about also talk about arsenal's uh, links with uh, mudrick now uh modric is it modric modric however it's pronounced uh modric modric i'll go with modric um is a winger um i think it's uh, shakta Duniex. I, I did watch i did obviously i've not really watched him at extended games but i've seen um, clips glimpses of him um i watched shakta Duniex against real madrid in champions league i think so i've seen glimpses of him and listen, it's the, with the way Arteta has um, done, the way he has managed the players he had, especially Martinelli and um, Saka. With somebody like like Modric, I do understand the links. However, um, the the transfer the transfer uh, fee that is being put on this guy's um, head, um, Modric, right? I was seeing hundred million euros, right? And Chelsea are trying to go in, which is quite funny because the way Chelsea do their businesses. Is this guy interested in this player? Yes, they were interested also. That's which has to do their thing, right? So, uh, Chelsea are offering a lot more. I think I'm seeing like a hundred million euros. This is my own take, right? Obviously, I, I wish Arsenal don't sign him. I really do. I hope they don't strengthen. I hope they stay the way they are and then everybody catches up with them. I really do. Listen, for me, yeah, as far as, as far as I'm concerned, any footballer who's playing in the top six league, I don't think he should be. He should be it should, be, it should be more than a hundred million euros. I really personally, this is me personally. I don't think it should, it should be. It should be worth more than a hundred million. hundred million euros is too much of a stretch, in my opinion. 85, 75 for me. That's see, seventy-five. In fact, I'll say seventy-five. Eighty max if it's too much, and the eighty will probably be add-ons. Obviously, I'm talking about proper add-ons and bonuses. Probably unrealistic uh, bonuses. This is just whatever it is like player winning the ballon d'or i'm telling you this is just me this is just what i think because so and also it also adds to the fact that you know everybody knows the english league have a lot of money to spend so people will try and bump up the price when it comes to english teams i get it but for me this is what i think because first of all it's the ukrainian league you play the ukrainian league right it's not really a league that you know around the world people really view as and also until um, recent, until Zinchenko, Ukrainian footballers almost never play well in the Premier League. I can remember um, Yamalenko, Shevchenko, Rebrov. I think Rebrov, right? If you remember very well. They hardly play well in the Premier League. Almost every Ukrainian footballer I know. Zinchenko is probably an exception. Zinchenko, I think there's somebody else I'm, miss, I'm missing. I remember the person as I keep talking. Um, the, the Everton, the one at Everton also, right? That one is also playing well. So. Again, there is no proof that you know players like this play well. So that's one. You are, you, are, you are dealing with that risk, that potential risk. Why should I pay that much money? I, I would like listen and, and look at Diaz also, right? Look at someone like Diaz. Diaz played for Porto, right? At least I, I would rate the Portuguese league higher than Ukrainian league. It's rated higher. It is rated higher. I think it's even higher than the French league. Going if I remember correctly. So what exactly is it? it even for the French Ligon, I wouldn't. I don't think I would look at the player I want to sign. Play, pay that much for a player from French Ligon, but you know, except maybe your Mbappe or Neymar, or maybe one of the top, top, top. You know, or probably even Messi, right? But other than that, I don't really see any. Obviously, the, the players are missing. I remember maybe if you're also Marquinhos, um, Marquinhos, 
um, their left back, but I don't think they will cost that much. That being said, it's just my, my thoughts on this. So I just find it so absurd that that's the fee. But listen, I, I personally think it's a lot more to do with the fact that Chelsea are interested in the guy also. And I think, like anybody else, you try and get the most money you can. And I was seeing a tweet yesterday from somebody saying that um, when uh, they reject, when they are re- when when he rejects Chelsea, that Ukrainian um, these guys will reduce the the fee. Well, I'll tell you what. And this is one thing I do. I, I laugh at a lot of football fans. First of all, footballers don't owe your club any loyalty. It's a short career. You just to make as much money as you can and you bounce. Let's be real. 16 years is what you have in this game. You have 16 years in this game. 16 years max. I'll say, if I'm being generous, 20 years because um, most footballers, you make your debut at 21, right? So from 21 to 35, you're done. So um, even 16 is being generous. Right, most don't even make their debut around that. Most is still 25. That's when they start playing 26. So 25 to 10, you have 10 years. So whatever it is, let's say 10 to 16 years. Let's say 16 years, right? That's what you have in the game. If you start very early, you have 20 years because you're probably 36 and you know how you take care of your body. You have a very short career. You are telling me with a straight face that if I am Modric and Chelsea, Shasha Dunes accepts a big fee of maybe 100 million euros for me. And then Chelsea offer me high wages, and my agent told you, you think I will not? <laughs> I laugh. You don't really think that <laughs> football fans. <laughs> I know the guy has been twerking for us now ever since. He has been posting clips on his um, YouTube channel, sorry, on his Instagram. I think the first when the day Arsenal and Brighton played, when um, he, he posted on his, he posted, he said two top coaches watching the game. I think Deserbi was his coach at Shakhtar. Chakadunyes and also uh, he has been talking for Arsenal for a long time. Let's put it that way. He has been talking about talking very highly of Arsenal and Ateta for a long time. So it's very obvious that he, on his own part, he is quite interested in joining. But it doesn't mean much. I mean, Zaha was talking for Arsenal. Bissouma was talking for Arsenal. The bottom line is this: it's whoever goes in there and drops the money, it's who's going to get the player. It's just fact. So again, do not rely on that. <laughs> I, I think Chelsea just should rely on their parade. Then Chelsea going for Enzo Fernandez. Um, that's cool. I don't think that's a bad signing. I really don't. Well, you know, there's this um, the fear of signing players off the back of a World Cup, but I don't think it has a lot to do. I, th- I think he has always been good. If was Benfica and Champions League this season, also, Enzo Fernandez is not like he's a one World Cup wonder like Cleberson, Cleberson or El Hadji Diouf or Milan Barros with the Euros 2008. He's probably actually a good player. So, you know, that that that's what I I, I really. Probably actually a good player. Although I've not seen a lot of him, but I did see some glimpses of him with um, Benfica in Champions League or in Champions League, and they were quite good. They were quite good. I think they topped that group. They did top that group in Champions League. So that you can't really can't really rule that out. But yeah, that's. I think we spoke about all of these transfers. But before I end this topic, I want to talk about one thing. Um, football fans they, they did say with Ezra Fernandez. I was talking about Ezra Fernandez, right? Football fans said that um, I was seeing a conversation that Bruno tweeted that. Why aren't fans signing? Um, why are they not signing uh, this guy? Um, players from South American League. I mean, Brighton have done that. And also, listen, huge credit to Brighton's scouting system. Um, oh, I made a mistake. I think Man City played Brighton, Everton drew 1 1. And um, Brighton played yesterday. Sorry, Man City played Everton played 1 1. Brighton beat um, Everton 4 0 last night, yesterday. So, yeah. 
but listen i think a lot of football fans you know uh brighton scouting system sorry i was talking about the scouting system is so fantastic right they know how to scout players look at mitoma i think he was playing for a university some years ago i think he signed from japan right look at kaisedo so a lot of people are saying why aren't they signing players right from that league i don't know how the laws are updated, updated now but one of the issues with english english teams signing players from leagues that are not from south america I mean, Brighton were quite lucky with Kaiser. I think Kaiser already had some international appearances for Ecuador, if I remember correctly. I'll try and confirm this. But what I know is with the immigration laws, you know, um, if a player has not made an international appearance, if a player has not made an international appearance, it's, it gets harder. It's difficult to, to, to sign the player because why work permit issues. I mean, Tyra Awoni, when Liverpool signed Tyra Awoni, he could not play for them, right? Work permit issues. So he kept going out on loan, could play abroad. So if you play for if and again how do you gain international cap if you don't play in probably in the top league? Depending on the country you are from though, but if you play in Argentina, obviously in those South American leagues, you, you tend to get call-ups if you play very well in those local leagues, right? If you look at maybe some not all the players are like that. There's some players that are actually good, but they don't get call-ups till quite some time. So but the laws are different in other European leagues. That's why right. Portuguese leagues, Spanish leagues, uh, French Ligon. Uh, basically every other league can afford to sign players from South America because the laws are completely different than in England. So that's why Chelsea will keep, you know, all those teams will keep making heavy profits on those players until as long as that law exists. That's if the law still exists. But last time I checked, that's the law that exists, right? I remember when Wolves only sent Diego Costa. I think there were some issues with work permits. Obviously not much of an issue though, but because of his player, but they had to get work permit and all that. So as long as that's the case, well it is what it is those laws will always be there and other leagues will continue to make a killing of them so someone like Enzo Fernandez Chelsea probably would have signed for 30 million euros last year they're going to be paying four times the fee for him because of that well it is what it is but you know, that's what what you, you you get yeah speaking of Chelsea Chelsea face uh, Man City today I, I think I think the draw the fact that Arsenal dropped points um, yesterday Monster will be extra charged to play this to, to play this game. I think this <laughs> Chelsea are currently tenth. I do not know how how their 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 position will be changed, will be altered after this match. Because Monster are probably going to be really really motivated for this game. And you know, I think there are many points behind them Arsenal. I think they have to make up ground and obviously so. Chelsea at home and it's quite currently trending and I, I think the banter is going to be off the charts. You guys have had the result goes, especially if it goes against Chelsea. And I won't lie, I'm, I'm enjoying Chelsea's misery and I hope Man City really give them a proper beating. <laughs> I really do. Listen, um, um, with Chelsea, Chelsea fans are obviously unhappy with Graham Potter. And this is the thing, again, I've said this, I think Chelsea are trying to change their philosophy with how they run as a club. So they're trying to be, if they're trying, are they trying to look more like the way Arsenal have done their thing and probably the way Man City and the way Liverpool the way Liverpool, Arsenal and Man City have done their thing most especially Arsenal which is probably the most recent example because if you watch this Ateta was under pressure for I think this is the first time Ateta is under no pressure at all this is probably the first time because from every every single season when Ateta has been managing has been playing managing Arsenal was under pressure he was always constantly being told you are out you're gonna be sacked there are a lot of sections of fans i mean fans marched wanted him to be sacked let's be real so you know that pressure comes now it's up to the board to say okay um 
we're going to stand our ground we're going to dig our, our heel into the ground and say listen this is what we, we we want to do and we're going to stick by it we're going to stand by it now a lot of Chelsea fans are not going to like it because a lot of them have been spoiled with success for the better part of their life as Chelsea fans and this is the thing this style of um this style even though you you could win listen i i would say this arsenal winning the fa cup arsenal winning the fa cup and community shield in his first year um i would say it had obviously it had a lot i would say it had a lot more to do with um obviously tac- i'm not going to downplay his tactics because they were good and they were right for it but it had a lot more to do with luck than um how would I put it? I'm not saying Arsenal were lucky and they deserve those wins, right? Because again, I'm not somebody that would say, you know, there are different ways of playing football. And, you know, I'm not saying because you play like this, you don't deserve to win. No, you deserve to win. I'm saying that why I say it had a lot more to do with luck was um, it just fell, up, fell into place for them, right? If you look at the, um, especially the Community Shield final, after they scored that goal, and then they just basically packed the ball. And then there was penalty shootout. Penalty shootout is basically any, any man's game, right? More of luck. Then the FA, the FA Cup, I think the game against Man City also where they packed the bus. Deserved winners, obviously, because I mean, if you play that tactic, if you pull it off, fine. But again, you know, well played. And that's my point. But if you observe, after that particular year, after that season, and also Ateta met them in those competitions, met them in the FA Cup, met them, they were, they were so deep in the FA Cup at that time. So he was able to just see it through. But after that season ended, what happened? The next seasons, they were getting knocked out of cups. Getting knocked out in the, in, the third, in the early rounds, FA Cups, League Cups, basically we're getting knocked out early, right? Europa League getting knocked out. That's exactly what I'm saying. This style, you may obviously, like I said, very lucky, quite lucky to just lift that one in the first first year. So probably maybe ease some pressure among some fans. But if you dig, if you if you dip it, you're more likely not going to win. You, you, what you're more likely going to have in is situations of what Ateta had in the last two three years. After that, his first season, you know, you're more likely going to get, and that's what you, so I think Chelsea fans are going to brace themselves with that. Um, the community shield, this your cups, your cup matches, you're going to get knocked, you're not going to be winning, be winning cups because the style of play is a process. Chelsea fans, I don't think they have that patience to trust the process like Arsenal fans did. I don't think they have that patience to trust the process, I don't think they do. And a lot of Chelsea fans are probably already saying they want Potter out already. Because now they're saying, listen, with the players you have and the personnel you have, you know, you you are going, you're supposed to be doing better than what you're doing. You're currently tense and the squad isn't doing what he has to do. But this one thing people need to also know. Eh? I don't think I don't know if Chelsea fans will win this battle. Because this is not Abramovich we're talking about here. This under Abramovich are probably giving in and probably sacked uh, Potter by now, right? Probably wouldn't have even Probably wouldn't have even sacked uh, Tuchel. Probably would have waited till after the World Cup and then brought in uh, Enrique. Enrique, right? But this is one thing people don't know. This new board, or people, or people know rather, their new board, their own ownership, uh, uh, Ted Bowley, I think the guy himself, sorry, he is one that wanted Potter, spoke highly, wanted that style of play, wanted to implement basically that style, wanted just to have that identity, obviously with better quality of players and all that. So, He's gonna look at Arsenal and say, wait, Arsenal did this in 2019, 2019 and then 2020, right? They did this, they turned their situation around eventually. Look at them now, they challenged for the title. What about us? It means that I you say this if Arsenal worked, it means that it can work for us. So I say Chelsea fans, you have you have a very I think the success of Arsenal this season, the relative success of Arsenal this season so far, hasn't directly not helped Chelsea fans the case of Chelsea fans. 
your mother you're going to be dealing with Graham Potter for the foreseeable future in my opinion because of the sheer fact that Arsenal are doing well this season <laughs> that's just my take on the whole thing but I think it's going to be a very long result I think they will stick with Potter actually in the fact that he's one who appointed Potter I think they were going to, they're going to be backing and going to be spending money because Arsenal also spent a lot of money even when they bought Ateta and they were spending money spending money a lot of trial and errors bringing players selling bringing players you know there were a lot of that so you will, you will see that probably going to be backing him backing uh, um, um, Potter and also another thing Chelsea fans should know is that you know Potter doesn't have most of his players yet so Koulibaly wasn't signed by him um, although Kukurea was a player from Brighton though but so maybe, maybe but, you know, fans would not want to hear that another thing I, I think I've always maintained that I, the pressure at Chelsea is going to be completely different from at Brighton but you know a lot of fans I, I think Chelsea fans just want to brace themselves for, 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 for a very long for quite a long season in my opinion <laughs> yeah, so that being said, no, Brighton played against Liverpool, beat Liverpool 3-1, um, which was quite very interesting. I, I think that, that result at Brighton, sorry, Brentford, sorry, that result at Brentford that Sports got, the fact that Sports was able to come back from two goals down to draw 2-2 at Brentford, and it's looking like quite a good result. If you look at how Sports performed against Aston Villa, I mean, that game was looking like quite a good result in my opinion, because um, watch the way Brighton played. <laughs> it's, it's very funny. So Brentford played and they really dealt with Liverpool in that home turf and yeah that's but Brentford are, Brentford are no team to play with I, I think everybody needs to show them a lot more respect. Brentford and Brighton are the two teams that people just need to notice and say okay these guys are dangerous and let's let's take let's let's observe them you know will I say they are like porcupines for predators or will I put it that way they're like porcupines like, listen you can get them but you have to be really careful how you get them you have to wait for them to turn so they are soft uh, underbelly because as long as these spikes are still here you can't really get at them if you try it you get so if i don't know if the analogy i think that's the one that comes to my head that makes a lot more sense to me at the moment if i think about that animal i'll probably mention that animal but that's for me is why i i, I think um, they they need they need that that's why i think there are two teams that sorry i said they need there are two teams that for me i really think a lot of fans need to really a lot of football fans around just really understand that these two guys are teams that you should really really you know, be very wary about me and be conscious about. That's my my take on the whole thing, though. Yeah. Um. In other news, um, the Conte's comment, um, Conte's comments, and I also talk about Ronaldo's um, um this is also right. Um. So Conte's comments, right? Um. The comments where he made, I talked before the game against Crystal Palace, right? He talked about, you know, I think it was sort of out of context. Where he said, um, if you want to finish um top four, um. He would have worked out if he wanted to challenge for trophies. Something, I'm not going to say exactly though, but something along the lines of if we're going to win trophies and Premier League and all that, right? If, if that's what we are we are here for, um, if that's what we if that if that if that's what I want and you know if that's what I want, you know, um, I would have worked out. Basically, he's saying that the club is more focused on top four than through Champions League and Premier League titles. Right, that's what he's saying. Obviously, a lot of people saying for this. In, I think in the context, he was saying for this season, but I don't think it matters how the context much because it sort of still confirms a lot of the things a lot of Enoch outers have been saying for a long time, right? About the ownership and how the why and why they want them they want a change in ownership and why they want these guys to to leave, you know, because now you're saying how many years are people gonna say, um, oh, we want to wait? Ah, come on, man, you know, make a decision. What do you want to be? And, and for how long are we going to say next season? You're gonna, I mean, since I'm going to write off. We wrote off last season. We want to write off this season. I mean, when are we going to celebrate trophies? For goodness sake. 
how many things are you going to write off for for how many things are going to write off and then a lot of fun and i found a lot of surprisingly a lot of fans were clamoring for conte to get sacked i mean I, I did a lot of rants in my last um, episode but i think i probably have to revise some of them again some of them again i will say this if a girl walks up to you if you meet a girl and she, she's on her fourth boyfriend in the last four years right and she insists that she's not the problem that all the and she's having she, all the four boyfriends are the problem and let me tell you one thing also she's also having problem with this fourth boyfriend are you gonna tell me i would you laugh in her face that's exactly what's happening with sports they've had four in the last four years the fans are still saying oh it's the money sack the manager oh go and get this person one then they want projection to come back projection to come back oh projection did well with this 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 well a lot of things fell in place for Pochettino. Are those things in place for him now? I don't think so. Right? A lot of players who got him sacked are still here. So what are you talking about? It, it's still something. It's still going to have to still sell players. Still going to have to offload players. It's it's just one of those things for me. I don't really understand what these people want. But you know, I hope we progress in the FA Cup. The game against um, Portsmouth this weekend. Uh, obviously we win. Portsmouth just sacked their manager though. So hopefully they don't have a manager bounce. Hopefully Sports play well and win that game. Because it's gonna be, it's not gonna be, it's gonna be unbearable if they get knocked out again, right? Because now it's another chance of silver where they just throw it away. It's gonna be very, very unbearable and irritating if that happens, you know. But that's my, that's my. That being said, that's my take on that. And um, Ronaldo finally announced at um, a nursery. Um, I saw his comments, and again, I still stand by my point. I still think if you go to that league, your chances of returning back to the top level is very high. Although he said that he has achieved everything, and it's true, he has achieved everything in Europe, every single thing. So again, I, I, I'm not against his decision. I really support it. I personally think it's right. I think once you've had a very good career like his, it's time to just go make the money. Uh, it depending on, although at the end of the day, I think if you ask Ronaldo, Ronaldo would have probably preferred to still play in the European League and still, you know, do his thing. But you know, things happen beyond your control, and whatever it is, it is what it is. But I, I think I've, I've seen clips that they are basically applauding his training clips. I mean, that is amazing. I won't lie; it's it's amazing. They're like, whoa, going wild for him. Ronaldo is still an icon of the game. No matter how you look at it, he's still an icon of the game. But yeah, thanks for listening to this episode. Um, I'll see you guys next week. Um, hopefully, Spurs um, win against um, Portsmouth in the FA Cup. Um, the FA Cup. I think it's the third round. Hopefully, Spurs win the FA Cup games. And uh, yeah, um, oh, I look forward to Chelsea being handed the proper beating by Manchester today but then again it's, it's a football match so we'll see how it goes thanks for listening have a nice um, weekend and then bye